Welcome to On the Blacktop, the show that helps you be a better salesman. My name is Kelly Meggs, and I'm going to be the host of the show. And I just want to take a few minutes and thank you for tuning in with us and just go over a couple things that we're going to be covering this week. This week, we're going to talk about your ability to become a car salesman, the steps you need to take, who makes the best car salesman, and some of the things to expect once you join the team. The first thing you need to know is that being a salesman doesn't have all those preconceived notions of the old car guy and things like that. The business has rapidly changed. The reason for the change primarily is the internet, but there's so many different things. The technology's there. People have the ability to know all the information before they ever come to the dealership. Back when I started selling cars 30 years ago, people would visit five, six, seven different dealerships, spend a little time with each salesman. Nowadays, usually the average person only visits a little bit over one dealership because they already know the vehicles they want. It's your job to make sure you show them all the features and benefits of those cars that they've selected. The first thing you need to do is decide what kind of vehicles you want to sell. Um, first of all, the people that have the best ability to transition into car sales are people that are waiters, waitresses, bartenders, anyone really in a forward customer facing business where you spend a lot of time with people, you have to know their wants and needs and you're able to take care of them. Those are the kind of people who typically transition well into the car business. So if you've got that background, you've got a little bit of a leg up because you're used to dealing with the public. The other thing you need to do is you have to have the knowledge of the product and the easiest way to learn the product is to actually enjoy using the product. So if you're a person who likes big trucks and things like that, you don't need to go work at a Hyundai dealership. They don't really have trucks. But if you like reliable cars and you like cars that have self-driving capabilities and things like that, you may go with cars that have a little bit more autonomous features. And that's really where your research needs to be done prior to trying to apply at any of positions that you're looking at. Then once you have that idea, kind of put in the back of your mind, what I recommend you do is you you take a moment, learn the product a little bit, spend some time looking on the internet. Again, all the information's there, just like it is for the customers. You can just use it to better yourself and be better prepared for the interview process. When you find a dealership that's looking for a salesperson, and it's, a, it's something that kind of matches up with what you were thinking as far as where you wanted to work, I recommend you go in and dress nicely. Don't walk in in a pair of cutoff shorts and flip-flops, and we see it all the time. You need to look professional. You're going to be in a position where you're waiting on customers, consistently talking to them. You're going to be in front of them, and we want to make sure that you look presentable. So make sure you dress the part when you walk into the dealership. And when you get an opportunity to interview, one of the key things that people are looking for when I interview somebody for a new sales position, it's very important that they control the conversation. I will ask a question only to get your opinion of that particular topic, and then I want you to expand upon it. I want you to like carry me on a journey because that's what you have to do when you're selling. If you're just trying to sell A, B, C, D, you're not going to be a good salesperson. But if you say, hey, this is A, and this is what it can do for you. This is why we make it this way. This is why it's important that you get something that has this on it. And this is how it's going to work for you over the next couple of years. It's just a thing that you learn as we talk about, as I told you previously, we'll cover that fully in another episode. But just to give you an idea of what I'm speaking about. So when we're in that interview process, 
We want you to kind of take over and tell the story. And that's really important because most people go into that interview. They're scared. They're nervous. They don't want to talk. And we ask them a question like, tell me about your prior job. Uh, I flip burgers. And that's it. it that, that's not a good answer. What you could say is, hey, listen, I worked at Burger King. Yes, I did some burger flipping. But I also spent a lot of time. I went out in the lounge. Not only did I just clean up a few things, I also talked to the customers that were there. I assisted them in getting other product, things like that, that might help you kind of break down that barrier that you're talking to um, your interviewer at that time. So it may help you a little bit, just establish, be a, have that ability to go beyond just a yes or no answer. That's really key in an interview. Now, before you get into the business, the one thing you're going to want to know is that you know, there's going to be obviously a lot of fear just because our business is primarily commission. There are some underlying salaries sometimes, but for the most part in the car business, everything you do is commission. And, you know, at first that can be very, very intimidating to people because if you don't sell anything, you don't make anything. But at the same time, when you do, you make a lot more than your average person. So you want to kind of be prepared for that. So I would recommend that you have a little bit of savings built up. Most of the time when people are switching jobs, they don't have that. But if you do have the luxury of having the ability to save before you get in the business, it would help a little bit. The um, The tricks as far as once you're in the door at the dealership, the main thing I could tell you as a new person is our our industry does a very bad job at training people. And that's the number one reason why I'm doing this podcast is to give those people that need it the additional training that they do. I've seen so many times where we'll take a brand new person, we will sit them in a back room, turn a computer on, and have them do tests for six or seven days of their at the start. And you just wonder why they blew out. So it's very important to make sure that the person you're going to go uh, work for is going to spend the time with you and help you develop those first couple days. Now, yes, absolutely 100% of the time, there's going to be computer work that has to be done. There's going to be factory testing that has to be done. And that's all to be taken and all to be had. But I tell you, one of the most crucial things that you can do in this stage of the game is, number one, establish a very good phone prospecting script or get a great book. There's a gentleman called Alan Ram who makes several books on phone prospecting and the ability that he has of just cold calling customers, talking about their current vehicle that they have. And that, you know, if they're ever in the market again, that you're the new salesman there and you'd like to take care of them and just ask a few questions, introduce yourself and tell them the next time they're in service to come up and see you. It'll give you an opportunity to kind of break the ice with a few people. So you can kind of get things started moving in the right direction. And that's something that not everybody's going to tell you, but it is a key factor that if you can make those, if you can get that phone script down and make those 15 to 20 solid calls a day or contacts actually, because you're going to dial a hundred times to get those contacts. But what you can do is once you get those contacts, you kind of start a database and that's ultimately the, the, the building block that you're looking for. You have to build that database and a little bit of math behind the database that any, at any given time, 2% of the people that you deal with are in the market. Now, if they're walking in the front door, not the same crowd. I just mean in general, the population, like in, you know, this town, there's 20,000 people, 
2% of those people are in the market for a car. So that means there's 400 people looking for a car. That's just the general idea of what the numbers are or the math is as it relates to who's looking for vehicles. So what you wanna do is you wanna build that database up and that's gonna give you a little bit of, if you have 100 people in there, there's gonna be two people buying a car. So you really wanna strive to build that as quick as possible. Another great place to build your database up is social media, especially these days. One of the things that's really caught on fire as far as marketing yourself, um, your change of industry, um, any particular vehicles that you may have gotten in, things like that. It's a fantastic way to market yourself is putting yourself out there on Facebook, um, taking videos of cars in stock and putting them out there for people to see. Now, it's your friends and family, but again, if you've got two, 300 friends, 2% of those people are in the market at any given time. You'll be shocked at how much of our business is really becoming dominated by social media. If you take the time, build yourself up a like a, a, a name out there, you know, uh, we've got a guy who calls himself the car plug and we've got another guy that's, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Selling whips like tater chips. I mean, there's all kinds of little uh, logos and sayings and things that they do, but it's just kind of like they're self-branding themselves. Uh, another guy's um, a salesman you can trust, you know, just, just different things that the customer might see that'll attract them to it. So, you know, use your social media, obviously, you can't do everything on social media, but it's definitely a good place to start to build and help you build your database. Another area that you can do is there is the service department. And a lot of people used to, and it hasn't been as much as it used to be back in the day, but the service department is a great place to meet people. Number one, they're already driving the product that you're selling. Number two, you can have a casual conversation with them back there. They're not doing anything. They're just sitting there waiting for their car. So it's a good opportunity for you to go meet a few people. And at the same time, you can even offer to bring around a car, show them something new, um, let them see the new model of what they're driving, and maybe show them a couple of the differences. So I really, really think that the service department is the key to new people making it in our business because you're just meeting the people. And, and, and chances are, their prior salesperson is not there. Now, that's one question you do need to ask, I warn you, before you do anything else, is just make sure that their salesperson is no longer at the dealership so that you can have the opportunity to be their salesman. All right, speaking of salesmen, you're going to have to deal with all the older car guys that don't want you there. And that's really one of the things that you have to know going in the front door is that you're going to have some animosity from the other guys, and it's going to be hard for you to break the ice with them. The best thing you can do Start out, just like I said, in service. Anytime you talk to a customer, the first thing you need to do is ask them if they're working with someone or if they're here to see anybody particular. Those two things are very important because you want to let the other guys know, look, I'm, I'm looking out for you, making sure that you're getting your customers. And that's one step in the right direction of building that trust with them. You got to understand, most of these guys have probably worked together for a year or two and they've kind of developed that rapport and you're, you're the new guy and you're going to get a little bit of hazing and a little bit of razzing because you don't know what you're doing. And um, they're going to point out to the manager that, Oh, look, that guy let somebody leave and you didn't talk to him. And they're going to do everything they can to get you out of there. The reason that they're going to do that is because that gives them more opportunity to sell because you aren't there to take other customers. Now understand 
it's it's absolutely absurd that they do this in the first place because if you don't work out, we're just going to get somebody else. So it's in their best interest to find someone who has their best interest in mind to keep them around. So you should be able to break that ice in a couple weeks and start working together. And one of the things you can do is if you have somebody that sold a car and you happen to be standing around the desk when they do, the first thing I would do is just say, hey man, you want me to take that back to detail for you? I'll get it back there for you so you can get it cleaned up and you don't have to walk back. So just offer some assistance. So many times we're just, we just don't do that anymore. And in our business, that's one of the keys to building those relationships is helping each other out do that stuff. It's pretty important that the guys on the team um, accept you because in the long run, they can make it hard on you. But at the same time, you want to be part of that, that network and that cohesiveness that they have so that they'll help you out as well. When you think about it, half of the cars or half the people that you speak to are going to belong to somebody else and they may be tied up. So this really gives you them an opportunity to seek you out and say, hey, I need you to help me with this half deal, which gives you you know, money in your pocket. So it is important that you both work together. And most people will once they know that they can trust you, you know your product and you know those things. Not only are you going to have to deal with the salesman, but you're also going to have to deal with the managers. And sometimes you might be dealing with a new manager who's a little bit incompetent in his own being. And he may want to uh, give you a hard time just so he doesn't look bad. Or you might be dealing with a crusty old veteran like myself, um, which fortunately for my guys, I try to be a little bit more modern than the old school car guy is. And uh, I'm a little more flexible on things. But the most important thing you can do is, is talk to your managers with respect. Listen to what they have to say. They're there for a reason. They're there to help you. And if they're good managers, they're actually the ones that are going to come off that desk, meet your customers up front help you do your appraisals, and they're also going to be involved in picking out the right vehicle for you, and they're also going to be part of your closing of the deal. And that's something that most new people are terrified of. So it is really important to work closely with your managers because those guys are the ones that truly make you your money for the most part. And as far as the managers go, you really want to make sure that you are never the last person to talk to a customer in the dealership. Even if you've got to get another salesperson to come over and talk to your customer, it kind of gives you a little bit of layer of, hey, I tried my best to get somebody to talk to him so that I wouldn't get in trouble. And ultimately, grab somebody with more experience because those are the people that are going to be able to take that customer to the next step in process in the sale. The process of the sale is something that has to be followed every time. Every single dealership I've ever worked in when I started selling cars and up until present day, our road to the sale or our process is completely different at every single stop along the line. Now, there are certain things that are not, that do not change. They're the same at every single dealership. And now you may have a half step where we use, we use a particular tool on our phones that's called V-Auto. And we take pictures of the car outside. Now, there may be another dealership that doesn't use V-Auto and therefore they don't take pictures. So those little type of things that you see can be substituted out for other tools that they use. However, the appraisal process itself cannot be replaced. So it is still going to be part of your road to the sale. However, certain little parts of it may change dealership to dealership. And we're gonna go a little more and deeper into the road to the sale on episodes coming up. 
but I just wanted to kind of take time, give you an overview of what this podcast is going to be like and try to give you, the person thinking about getting into the car business, an opportunity to see a little inside, evaluate where you're at right now. We talked about the ability to talk to customers, the ability to talk with your other salespeople, the ability to deal with managers, and the best way to start building that database. So those few key fundamental things will at least get you started and in the door. And then the next couple episodes, we'll cover what you need to be doing on a daily basis in order to get the job done. That's all we have this week. Again, my name is Kelly Meggs. If you like the episode, please like, comment, and share, and tell us what you'd like to see on the show next. Thank you so much and have a great week out on the blacktop.